Welcome to What's Cooking in Hell's Kitchen, the officially unofficial podcast for Daredevil on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're doing a season two preview. We just uh, rewatched the the two trailers, the two part trailer Getting for pumped. season two. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm real pumped about this Daredevil versus Punisher thing. And this this time next week we'll have three episodes. Well, we'll have it. We'll have this the premiere episode, episode in her belly. Yeah, I got a little too much House of Cards on my Daredevil coverage. Right. We're, the plan is to cover one episode every other day during the week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll have a new episode uh, starting with next Friday. Yep. Uh, we'll just take one episode at a time until we get all the way through it. So uh, what do you think of the trailers? Are, are they exciting you? But let's talk Let's talk about each one, I guess, and then maybe how they kind of work might work together. Well, my first comic book love was The Punisher. Okay. Specifically, the punish the like uh, I got into the, I got into comics through the Punisher, the War Journal, uh, which started publishing when I was in junior high and was penciled by one young upstart artist at Marvel called Jim Lee, and it was really incredible. Um, just the fact that like you know up to that point I just read superhero comics, so seeing a guy just blows people away graphically was insane. Yeah, and like doing gritty things with drug culture and. Uh, and, uh, Daredevil crossed his path on more than one occasion. Um, so I'm excited to see, Punish- uh, I don't think Punisher's really had a great take in cinema to this point. Okay. Uh, the Dolph Lundgren was silly. I never was a fan of the Thomas Jane stuff either. No. Okay. No. I mean, they're all right, it's but pretty good. I, and I feel like that, uh, you know, our, our, our old pal from the walking dead, uh, lobes lobes of a fury uh nope. john barenthal barenthal he has an intensity that he can bring to frank castle and the punisher character and also yeah. a vulnerability as well to, to sell his backstory that i'm really excited for yeah i think he's a great pick for for the punisher for frank castle and they have a very like this this pun this trailer lies uh out a very clear um, boundaries of conflict that yeah. the Punisher agrees with what Daredevil's doing. He just doesn't think he's going far enough. Like, right. you hit him and they, you know, they get back up. I hit him, they stay down. Yeah. That's always been an interesting argument when, like, the Punisher's arguing with Spider-Man or whatnot. Like, I'm just a dude in a bulletproof vest, bulletproof vest with a gun. What do yeah. you want? You're the super strong 20-ton lifting <laughs> Spider-Man who has the luxury of having other options. And, oh, by the way, the Kingpin is still running roughshod over New York, Spider-Man. So yeah, he's kind of like the low-key Magneto of anti-heroes. You know, he's got – you know, his his methods are questionable, but he gets results after a fashion. Right, and I think it's super interesting also how a Punisher character might come about, right? This This idea that – you know, a lot of times these superheroes, I don't think Daredevil's one like this. We've seen his origin story, but a lot of times like with Batman, right? There's mm-hmm. a tragedy that happens, sure. uh, you know, his parents are killed. And, and then he, justice. And then he goes out for justice, but he does it in, in a just way in a lot of cases. Sure. Uh, he doesn't want to kill people, all that kind of stuff. But then the things that he goes out and does might create, might inspire someone else, like a Frank Castle, to go out and finish the job. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. How Daredevil himself may have created uh, the Punisher. I wonder if the, how much they'll push that through because certainly you know the Punisher has his own reasons in the comics. Um, but because given you see the that, trailer, yeah, you see that with Bat. You know, that was always a thing with the the Nolan Batman's. Is like you know Batman showed up with the mask, uh-huh. then it brought the other freaks 
out to the yard. So I wonder if that'll be like a, a slightly more virtuous that you you you've got one vigilante operating outside the law that emboldens other vigilantes. I guess they did yeah. that with Nolan's Batman too, because there was a bunch of fake Batman running around. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and hockey pads. Mm-hmm. So getting yeah. killed most of the time. Sure. Uh, or yeah, or making Batman have to save him. I uh, that that would be an interesting angle. It seems like they're at least going to touch on it, given the the trailer. Uh, I'm I'm curious about like how the Electra stuff and the Punisher stuff are going to dovetail together. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, you know, one of our chief criticisms of Jessica Jones was that they had a gr- brilliant villain that was interesting to see Jessica Jones go toe to toe with, but there wasn't enough plot to support that without a bunch of plot based shenanigans. Yeah. These trailers make it seem like it's it's going to be just nonstop balls to the wall, Punisher, Tag Team, and Elektra, Tag Team, and Daredevil action. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing like a tight three-episode arc, or are we seeing dribs and drabs going out through all of the episodes of the season? That's Good kind question. of concerning to me. Yeah, and they, they bring up this, uh, this idea of the Yakuza being driven out of Hell's Kitchen uh, and Daredevil having cleaned that well, up. Well, no, wait. I so I think I have a different analysis of that. I feel like that what they're saying is that Daredevil. I think that my prediction is that we're going to see Daredevil has largely cleaned up New York City, swept it clean of the existing organized crime elements, right? Which leaves it ripe for the Yakuza as another professional organization to move in and take over. They say in the trailer. Uh, you didn't actually sweep out the Yakuza. Like, they, they never left. Do they actually say that? Or yeah. do they say no, that you swept the... Cl- okay, because I... No, there's a line uh, that says that they didn't... He thought... It implies that he thought he cleaned the Yakuza out, and he didn't actually. See, I I think that they they, they used the line that you cleaned it up, but they don't use the Yakuza, and then they're like, now the Yakuza's here. So, I don't know. Plus, the other thing is nah. the way they cut trailers, they lie all the time. Right, sure. Uh, but I'm wondering if, like, we're... Because he never, I mean, the point of fact is that. he never fought the Yakuza in the first season. Right. They like, weren't mentioned. It was a Chinese mobster was one of the Kingpin's yeah. associates, right? I I think it was Chinese. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but there was no Yakuza involvement, uh-huh. from what I could tell. Uh, so I I don't know. I, I wonder if maybe they're going to show us a little bit up front in the season. Uh, or if they're just going to do a time jump here and everything's going to be nice and and happy in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Until the Yakuza or whoever show up and start I mean, wrecking. There's a couple ways they could do They could have the Yakuza kind of running rampant because there's a lot of talk in the trailer about uh, this isn't your city anymore. But that could be late in this season or it could be like the right. de facto state of the world as it is. And we know from the trailer there's a, a faction called The Hand. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they're they're running roughshod over everything. It's the antithesis of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles foes <laughs> the foot. <laughs> right. They're an equal, equal but opposite ancient ancient order of ninja assassins yeah so i how do you think like they they present this as two kind of almost separate things with electra and the punisher where daredevil's fighting it's hard to see where they would they would would actually dovetail together yeah yeah i thought so too um i don't know how much you want to talk about electra and who she is i don't know because i'm not a huge daredevil fan um i caught some of him when he was doing crossover like i said i i there was a a lot of times daredevil and and the punisher would do crossover events um but you don't get a real 360 degree view of the daredevil character and and Mm -hmm. most of what i know about the daredevil comes from the ben affleck movie Oh, uh, right. Which was a retelling of, I guess that's like the definitive 
you know, daredevil plotline involving his love affair with not, uh, Electra and then her eventually being killed. I don't know if they're going to go with that. Uh, if she's going to be a one and done type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what she has to do with Frank Castle and the Punisher. Um, it seems like that they are teaming up against a mutual villain. Yeah. Which I, you know, are they going to introduce Bullseye? Uh, but it doesn't it, seem the other, the other missing the per- the the other face we haven't seen in any of these trailers is the kingpin, right? Or any of his former associates. Mm-hmm. So, I do you believe that the kingpin is never going to show up in season two? No, I don't either. Really. I don't either. Which that's I mean, it's always better to have too much plot than too little. So if you got mm-hmm. the Electra and the Hand and the Punisher and his war on crime and the kingpin, that seems like a comfortable thing to fit. A, 13 12 13 episode arc into yeah yeah we'll see i'm i'm excited about it for sure uh one other thing we got to talk about uh-huh. absolutely is uh the costume what do you think he's, he's got his new costume well so that's the i really liked what you referred to as the blind justice character uh or, or, or comic or shoot costume uh-huh. i thought that was a very iconic look that you know him just wearing black tights and uh you know a princess bride dread private roberts mask i thought that was really an iconic and cool look and i didn't like the high-tech daredevil body armor um it seems in this trailer like maybe it's not going to be as bad except for the eyes are a little bit power rangery to me they're a little bit hobgoblin or Green Goblin from Spider-Man, the first movie. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to adjust to that gaudy of an outfit. But on the other hand, okay, Matt couldn't be taking the stabbings and beatings. I mean, having actual body armor that he's wearing is probably going to make that aspect of his character. He's going to be able to take a bigger, more vicious beating more believably. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like the kind of leathery look of all the modern superhero costumes. Those the, the, are really the material, strong. Yeah, they, they go away from spandex and go for more body yeah. armor. So that's that's definitely cool. Yeah, which I wonder if that stuff will ever look super dated. Oh, I'm sure. Although, I mean, the thing... Leather's the, kind of a classic, timeless sort of thing. It, it's, it, it's Yeah, I mean, because that's what... I mean, we've used leather for armor since right. the, the you know, Roman days, if not before. Yeah. Boil... And the, the way it fits, it's it's pretty form fitting leather they're using. Like the, dude, uh, the will, tailoring, like will motorcycle racing leathers ever looked outdated? Do military right. uniforms ever look out? I mean, they kind of do. Like if you see a Revolutionary War, but like when you're watching a Revolutionary War film, you never think, oh, what a bunch of goofy looking dudes. <laughs> right. You see Vietnam era soldiers, you never think, oh, what a bunch of how, how shitty they look compared to our body armored, futuristic <laughs> modern warfare. I mean, yeah. yeah, there is a certain timelessness to that that you can't say the same thing about spandex and because that that's more like yeah that's like a fashion a momentary fashion thing. yeah that's a lot that's very dave david bowie 70s <laughs> like right. that that just seems like it goes bad as soon as you get done with the, the the comic book yeah i don't have a huge problem with the eyes i think the eyes like if i'm a blind superhero i kind of want to fuck with the eyes a little bit uh, maybe intimidate sure. the other guy. I, I might have lasers shooting out of him. That's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> like have like have strobes all over your body that you can trigger whatever. Uh-huh. You know, you're in a fi- dark area. Boom! Enjoy three million candles coming at your eyeballs. <laughs> Ain't gonna bother me none. Right. 
But then right, if I was a super cool. villain, I'd strap a bunch of bullhorns to my body that I could trigger at any time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> do you ever think they're going to do that? Like, there's someone's the going to design bullhorn man. Not a bull, but like you know, some kind of someone's going to figure out the frequency to mess with his superpowers. I it, like that a form might of be kryptonite. cool. Yeah. Every superhero needs his weakness. I, see, that's the thing. I don't know how Daredevil deals with that. Like that was a right. that was a plot point in the movie. Like, oh, you ring a bell right next to his head, and he's fucking yeah. blinded. Uh huh. Um, but it starts raining, and holy shit, watch out! Sure, he's got supervision. Yep. I I don't know because it seems like that would be terrible if if uh, you got a guy who doesn't have a gun and he's running around and thugs that do have guns. The very time they start blasting in doors, he curls up into a fetal position that's a pretty bad weakness they're just gonna pump kanye on a boom box yeah <laughs> be crippled sure <laughs> <laughs> um hey I don't, I don't i don't know if that'll ever become a plot point i would imagine that like you know as a man who lives in new york city with this kind of sensitivity that and i think they tried to suggest that last year and certainly in the movie that you get pretty good at what you can filter out yeah just like, you know, if if we're in a really noisy environment, it's it's amazing how quickly we're able to adapt to that. So right. he's had a lifetime to do it. I'm excited Indeed. about um his his blind mentor coming back. Yeah. Yeah, he's back. Uh I don't know what role he's gonna play, but because they were kind of again. antagonistic at there at the end, weren't they? Well, I mean like he didn't agree with him killing these these people to save this kid but they've or something. Always been antagonistic. Like even the when he was training yeah. him. That's true. That's like it's not like they were buddy buddy. He was teaching him hard truth. So I could yeah. see him being like, "Well, fuck you if you don't agree with me." But then if there's a bigger, larger threat. He still is fighting for some kind of just cause. Is he the one that, that mentions the hand? I think. In well, those it, it seemed like he in in the trailer. He's kind of like the oh yeah, here's what you need to know about these guys. Kind of okay. They're an ancient order of whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I don't have a, a ton more to say about it. I'm really looking forward to season two, though. I am. I, I'm excited to see what they do with uh, Foggy and what is Deborah Ann Wool's character? Karen. Name? Karen. I'm excited what they do with their with their characters and them being a bigger part of Daredevil's world. Um, you know, I thought like Foggy went from being kind of annoying and lame to being a kind of a, a badass in his own right by the end of next season. And do they keep that evolution going? Yeah. Um, I'm always always up for seeing more of a Deborah Ann Wall. Um, always up for seeing more Rosario Dar- Dawson. Right. Seems uh, like Foggy might be, you know, still pushing to get him out of the the game. Well, you would. I mean, imagine if you really had a best friend that was <laughs> yeah. uh, running out and getting the shit beat out of him and putting his life in danger every night and quasi and died, and quasi like, legal, and he's right. also your business partner, right? Uh, t- and probably isn't getting much done at work. I gotta say, like if, you stay out all night yeah. fighting crime. If only I was blind and super fit, I could I could maybe <laughs> present you with this problem because I got all the other stuff going for me. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I'm just nearsighted and fat. That's the Damn. best I can do. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, Foggy. <laughs> um, Foggy Jones is what I call him. So that's it for the preview podcast. If you'd like to send in feedback, again, we are starting with episode one. This Friday, we'll have full coverage of that out sometime in the afternoon. Then we will have a Daredevil podcast out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday until we reach the finale. And then we'll probably, to be determined, whether we do a wrap-up cast. It depends on how busy we are and how much we dug this, this season. Yeah. Uh, but if you'd like to get your email, um, since I'm sure you guys will be watching stuff at all different times and in and, and, and all different orders. And I, I, gotta, I probably, 
this feels like something I'm going to binge the hell out of, and then I'll have to do the retrospective where I pretend I don't know what's going to happen thing. Yeah. Uh, so because we don't do spoilers here at Bald Move without 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 marketing them, discussing them. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you if you would send in emails to daredevil at baldmove dot com, make sure you mention the episode number or title in the subject line that you're discussing. So that way I can, you know, since I'm going to be getting these in all different times uh, over the course of our coverage, that will allow me to easily slot them and not miss anything. Uh, Also, we'll have a Daredevil forum at uh, forums.baldmove.com if you'd like to discuss it with your fellow fans. That's how you get your feedback in, daredevil at baldmove.com and at forums.baldmove.com. Can't wait for next Friday. Yeah, should be good. We'll see you there. (laughs) 